back to Quirillian Blast. This is the first part of our two-part finale recap. So we'll be recapping episode 12 today. Um, we're aware that having watched both episodes or at least part of both episodes, uh, we'll be talking about some stuff that happened in episode 13 as well, but we will try to keep to episode 12. So First things first, we start off the episode like we finished episode 11, so in Johnson's Mindscape, and everyone is trapped there. Um, at first, I was like, before I rewatched it, um, like half an hour ago, I was like, well, it felt completely kind of useless, this like five minutes, in, three minutes in his Mindscape. But then I, was, I started thinking like, he... Well, he's been planting seeds of having every character like um, think about their insecurities all season. And then he did it like very directly in this um, Mindscape stuff. So that was one of the things that was it, it was useful for. The other was obviously um, figuring out, oh, well, actually seeing that Michael is pretty powerful. Like we get a hand that is, he might be the only one or he might be powerful enough to face Jones. Um, so then we have um, Isabel is able to um, break out of the mindscape. Um, so they, they're all out of the mindscape. And then <laughs> poor Dallas... <laughs> who's been here for two days, poor thing. He, he started going through it, like he almost gets murdered by Jones. Um, and so everyone is back at uh, a deep sky and we see Kyle again, which is always nice. Um, and so they have Dallas in surgery and that... Okay, so this is one of the things that confused me about the episode is, again, the Kyle and Isabel situation. Which, yeah. <laughs> it still feels a little out of the blue. Like, it, and to have it now in the situation, was it like, y'all are having surgery? Like, is this really the time? Well, and I said it before, it feels like it came out of nowhere, but then again, it also makes sense when you look at their scenes together. But also... I, it, first of all, Isabel's not that dumb to not be able to figure out what's going on. That was weird. But also, you're exactly, you're literally, it's life saving surgery. This is not Grey's Anatomy. Why are we having these conversations? It was so strange. I liked, I like their dynamic. They work really well together, they have good chemistry. Kyle is like, I know later on, he's like, it's, you know, love's a really strong word, but he's like puppy dog eyes in love with Isabel. And I do love that, except that poor Kyle. <laughs> I mean, I know we're going to talk more about him in episode 13, because that's the two scenes that I are the sweetest, saddest things ever. But it's just, it feels like, what was the point? This is what I guess I don't understand. What is the point of introducing it now if you've just brought a Natsa in 
And here we are with that dynamic of who do you think people are going to care about? A character that we've loved since day one or two characters that we've loved since day one or this random character who we like, but she's only been in a couple episodes. We don't know anything about her character. Who, wh- what couple do you think people are going to root for? I mean, you're sort of setting Anatza and Isabel up to be, I don't know, not as important, not as, you know, no one's really going to root for them in the same way it feels like. So I don't understand why now, like why all this time? Can I say something mean? Like it's exactly what they did with Michael and Maria. Yeah, it is. Like they just set it up to fail. And it's frustrating. And that's why it confused me so much. Is like, because again, talking about episode 13, they do have Isabel and Anata have a scene at the very end of the episode. Um, and and also in episode 12, Maria mentions Isabel, you know, being involved with Anata, you know, trying to date her and being interested in, in Anata. So to Kyle, like when she's talking to Kyle. Um, so what confused me was like, why now? Like the timing of it, um, why so much of it? Like I understand um, when it was like a couple of episodes ago and like planting the seed, I understand that like for a later, for a later season, like having so much of it at such a random time. And when Isabel has been seen, you know, trying to date someone, um, it's just, it's just, it feels like this, it would have made more sense to have this be a season four thing, especially because they started at the end of season three, it would have made more sense, I think, to give Isabel and Anata an actual chance at having a relationship, showing them together more. But ultimately, we all know it's not meant to be lasting the length of the show we don't know Anatsa that well it's just how it works you know the mains kind of all are together and, and that's totally fine but now you have introduced this and it's like we didn't even give Isabel and Anatsa a shot because you know inevitably the goal is to get Isabel and Kyle together which I'm not against by any means but again it just makes it, it would have made more sense to show it sort of seeds uh, in like season four episode one and have it build a little bit more. That would have made more sense rather than we sort of end the season where Kyle is just sad. He's just sad. He, you know, not only witnessing Liz and Max, but also, sorry, Sarah, she hasn't watched episode 13, but but then also the, you know, Anatza and Isabel stuff. So it's just like, it felt like it was like a double whammy against Kyle and it just, why now? I mean, I don't, I don't hate the idea of Kyle and Isabel at all. I, oh, I think they're really cute. Like you can see where they have kind of built this up, but I agree that that it's just feels like it's like shoehorned in there at the end of the season, like maybe to give Kyle some more like to do. I don't know. It just seems really weird. I I agree. I think if we had waited on this and let them build up uh, Isabella and Anatza through the end of this season, maybe a couple episodes of season four, it's, it, it does ring of my Luca where it was very very unbalanced you know they they just and you know we're all obviously Malik shippers so so that colors how we saw my Luca in season two but it even from an impartial point of view it was very imbalanced and so now you're going into this again where you're going to try another love triangle where it's very heavily favored for a for one pairing 
and I can't help. I mean, I hope that they do something different than what they did with the first love triangle. I don't have a whole lot of hope that it will turn out differently. I mean, but we just, we're not invested in Anatsa the way that we are with Kyle. And so it's not fair. And it's a shame to shoe in a ship. That's a really hard sentence to say, to shoe in a couple that, I think we'll be great together. I do think Kyle and Isabel will be a great, I think they are a fantastic pairing and they're a great balance. And Lily and Michael are very attractive standing next to one another. So I don't think it's a bad idea by any means. It's just, you know, it, doing it now just makes Kyle, it just, I think it, at the end of the day, it's just, I don't want Kyle to be sad. And, and, and all we've given him since the beginning of the show is like, Steph is his love interest that they essentially killed off in the first episode and then you know Liz who's clearly you know what I mean so it's, I think it's part of that too it's like give him an actual love interest and give it now give him a love interest that is going to want him first <laughs> like- right choose Kyle first now it, to be fair when it comes to Isabel is that he hasn't talked to her about this she's right. done nothing wrong she's done, it's not like he no, totally you know, s- spilled his heart and she you know whatever I mean she has done nothing wrong and and I think it was great that he didn't do that because he knows that she's with Anatsa and I think that shows part of his character too you know for him to just sort of bow out and admit like I know I know they're together it's fine whatever yeah um anything else to say about Kyle and Isabel no? Um, okay. One thing, the only thing I want to say, I loved more than any life itself was Kyle hyping her up. Yeah. I do love that. I love because we've seen so many, you know, hints of her insecurities and all of that, just like all of them this season. But I really enjoyed that. Instead of using that time to sort of confess how he felt or using that moment to confess how he felt, he was like, "You're a badass. You're you're your own woman. You're not." you're not you know you're not your mother you're you know all of these things that he's saying I thought that was wonderful because in a lot of shows they would have used that moment to say you know and I love you or whatever you know make it sort of a romantic thing but it really just came from a place of Kyle sees her that way he sees her as all those things that he said and that's pretty I mean that that was that was pretty awesome yeah I hope that that dynamic continues like even if Kyle does have feelings for her I hope that that doesn't color every interaction they have in season four because I really do love this dynamic where they are just kind of like they they get each other you know they're they're buddies and he supports her and I want that to go forward and not have every scene be him like looking sad and and pining because he's also in love with her like I just don't want to lose that part of the dynamic yeah which also to be fair she uh, in this episode and previous episodes she has done the same for him like she has said uh, similar things to him about you know him being a very good doctor like finding stuff out about the aliens and you know all the science that he put together so it's a very uh, I think balanced part of the dynamic in that sense Uh, that like give and take of advice and um, hyping up and all of that um so while all of that is happening they're also trying to have surgery on Dallas um and save his life <laughs> poor thing I'm sorry to laugh I'm sorry to laugh but the whole situation was so funny but anyway um they're trying to save him um and 
in the meantime, um, Liz and Eth are working on um, the solution to, you know, separate marks. I, I have no idea. Listen, don't ask me about the science, okay? I still have no idea. For once, for once no, it's no not idea. me. For once, it's not me saying, hey, uh-uh. you know, I don't know what's going on. Somebody made a comment. No. They're like, Amanda never knows what's going on. And Mick always knows what's going on. I would like no. to point out <laughs> she hides okay, it better. But- Never ever. But Amanda, do you understand what's going on? <laughs> I'm gonna sum it up as they're trying to get proteins to bind differently to change DNA. That's it. That's all I got. That's sure. the extent yeah. of it. I I yeah. understand very vaguely what that means. So you know what? It works for me. Don't give a fuck. That sounds fine. Let's go with that. Changing their um, DNA. <laughs> so the important part for me was that he and Alice with their relationship is just so cute. Ooh, it's so good. I really love it. Like the fact that he, that he was the whole time he was, he was pulling a list. Like he was focusing on science because he could not for the life of him focus on the fact that he was going to lose his best friend slash brother. Family. Figure, He's a family, family and I wanted you know? to die. Um, and then he is the only one who can get him, who can get to Dallas in, in his mind. Um, and that was just so good. And the confession that they have when Heath is like, I, I want to, you know, like live up to the standard that you have for me in your mind and um, your idea of me. Um, which leaves me wondering how much bad stuff it is that like you know aside from what we've seen with Jones which for the most part was like under duress I mean but um I would also like to point out how similar that is to Liz and Max yes I'm not saying you know but just that whole you know sort of I love you because of who you are not in spite of and all those yeah. things like I, I you know I highly highly doubt that Heath and Dallas will ever be a romantic ship on the show and that's fine but for fanon purposes those are some good parallels mm-hmm. those are some very shippy parallels they really go hard when it's like the human and the alien they love just gonna leave it there it's like the hardest thing I've ever done just trying to survive it's different it's different when you're the one that needs the comforting. I didn't know if you were coming, if anyone was coming. Yeah. I... Look, man, you've always taught the world to me. I guess I just couldn't stand the thought of not living up to your expectations. You're my family. I'm not going to turn my back on you because you stumble once. Everyone makes mistakes. It's it's what you do afterwards. That's that's what defines us. So fix it. <laughs> Liz needs that last little bit of your dad's equation. All right, I promise I will make things right. But I am gonna need a little bit of that classic Dallas guidance. Yeah. So um Continuing with the deep sky part of the plot, because we'll get to Ma- we'll get to Michael later because he's in a different place. So, continuing with deep sky, we have, as I mentioned, Liz is trying to figure out how to 
uh, how to separate <laughs> how to vaguely <laughs> do no science idea. things <laughs> listen i have no idea about the science and i also cannot think of the word to use so um anyway how to separate um max and jones um permanently so without killing one or the other like without without killing max um being able to switch them in the right body and we find out that the protein that she has right now um would possibly leave max without his powers um and that sends max into a whole like existential crisis um where apparently the only person who can talk about the ledge is alex which that was so funny like was like i don't mind it i don't mind that by any means but i just think like have they spoken since the i am genuinely i think this is the first scene that i've had together just the two of them in three seasons i'm pretty sure um, no, it is. It is one. They have never spoken a word to one another the entirety of the show. I'm almost certain. Well, like there was one in in the flashbacks in, in season one, but like the very beginning of episode six in season one. But Liz is there. So that's what I'm saying. And I don't even know if they, they interacted or if it was Liz and Matt or whatever it was. But if it was, it was a line or two, if at most. So I... I didn't mind the spiral and like needing Alex to get, it was just, it was one of those, like, I did not have this on my finale bingo card. (laughs) Did not think this was going to happen. Okay, sure. I mean, the conversation was great, but I I like seeing Max falter and not because I don't like Max, but because I think that his fears were genuine. I, Mm -hmm. I would even hazard to say that I liked Max in the final two episodes. Um, but it was, you know, these sort of genuine fears that he, and he doesn't always show vulnerability in that way very easily or in healthy ways. So, you know, having him actually talk it out and talk about the, you know, what he was worried about was, was very surprising. Well, and I think that it was good to have the two of them in that scene and to have him talking to Alex because I feel like maybe Alex was kind of a a surrogate Liz in that scene because it's a human who loves an alien. And so he can talk about these fears surrounding Liz with somebody who one really knows Liz and two is in a similar place as Liz when it comes to having a relationship with an alien. And I, I really liked the scene. I thought that they were really good together. I'm glad, I'm glad that they finally had this scene, you know, even if it took three seasons, um, you know, we complain a lot about the characters not interacting with each other a whole lot. And um, so, or they interact with the same people over and over again. Um, So it was nice. It was good. I, you know, I would like to see them kind of talk more in the future. I hope that's not the only scene they ever have together. Um, Because I thought it was I thought it was really interesting and I'm glad that Michael, not Michael, I'm sorry, that Max had someone to bounce that off of. Yeah. Um, speaking of insecurities, we talked about, about this in the last recap. Um, I think the, the post-quads insecurities were a big part of this season, this episode specifically, like all three of them, you really see them 
um, going through it with their insecurities. I mean, you have Max, who I tried to kind of put them down. I think Max is being left behind and not having like an identity, like it's more like an identity, identity crisis for him, which has been going on you know, Stefana, but Jones, and I think before that even. Um, for Isabel, is self-worth and not really knowing who she is. And for Michael, I mean, among his cake of traumas, um, family specifically is what um, Jones brought up in this episode, um, which was very interesting. I think it, it gave a lot of insight into the pot squad's mind and why they act the way they do especially with each other um so yeah it was just really interesting um speaking of alex and that max scene what i really liked i <laughs> listen i like the word handana for some reason oh my god i hate it so much oh it's so, so great why why does, I, is that necessary I, like, you why? know that I think because you know that Alex has teased him. Sorry. People say Handana. It feels like you're saying Hannah Montana. I don't know why in my brain. I just, I hear that. And I, I, you know what it is. I have a real hatred for shortening words or like doing cutesy things with words sometimes. And so I hear Handana and it's like nails on a fucking chalkboard, but it is cute that he has it with him. Not going to lie. The fact that you know that Alex has teased him about it. Like, you yeah. know, he's made fun of his handana. Oh, for sure. Like, what? And the it's... fact that Alex says that Michael has been leaving them oh, I know. all over his house, meaning that he has multiple, which we haven't seen, but he has multiple <laughs> when he says he never I'm pretty sure he never washes them. So it's like <gasps> I didn't I did not need that information. That's disgusting. He on his head, like, oh, that's he's a mechanic. That's disgusting. Anyway. But the the good part of this scene that I, I want to get to is that you clearly see Alex trying to keep himself busy in order not to think about Michael being with Jones and what situation might be like. And to go back to the Max and Alex conversation, I really like that Max was like, I understand, I understand, like... It was Alex understanding Max and what Max was feeling. It was also Max understanding what Mike, what Alex was going through. Um, so again, very good scene. Um, trying to look at my notes there. Very much. I did. I did like Max bringing up, and he. Okay, this is the only time I'm ever going to say this in any recap ever. The only time I saw eye to eye and like felt like I am Max in this moment was when he was like. Yeah, they've, uh, you know, moved on with their, their triad, you know. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. It's totally cool that they have Dallas now. And I was like, that's me. That's me. Avoiding that I really this, or not admitting this actually really hurts. And I don't know how to say it. But Poor Max. I felt for him. I felt yeah. for him in that moment. Because, like, yeah, like, he's getting left behind. And he and... had, like, a smile. And he was like, yeah, this is great everything's great and I was like well I totally am not gonna come up on my couch and cry about this when this is all over fucking same bro same (laughs) but I like that a lot of this him coming to the sort of realization Alex helping him that 
again, as we've seen in the show over and over again, that family means different things. The addition of Dallas doesn't mean the subtraction of Max, that <clears throat> there's different bonds and there's different forms of family, family. And it doesn't matter who Dallas is or what they, they sort of represent together. It's not like they're going to automatically forget their history with Max or who Max is. And I, but I, again, I like that moment of vulnerability from Max and Alex being like, they, people don't love you for what you're able to do or able who, you know, your abilities. They love you because you're Max Evans, which that's debatable, but it's fine. It was a very sweet moment. You were doing so well. Oh, you're so well. I'm so sorry. That was, you know what, knee-jerk reaction. I really did enjoy Max in this episode. I did feel, you know, so that was knee-jerk. It was also kind of... No, go no. Ahead. I was just saying we can we can say that we liked Max in this episode and still stay on brand and talk shit about him. Like you could you could be both. Yeah, we're flexible, but um, I think it really showed also like such a great development for Alex as well as a character. Like if you think about like last season and season one, he was so you know convinced that. People and my and Michael specifically were not going to love him because of who he was related to, and that people were not going to see beyond that. Um, and so, for him to say that to Max, it also shows that he really has come, you know, to uh, to a point where he accepts himself as well. So, um, another thing that I wanted to talk about related to insecurities in this episode is Liz bringing up as well um because Jones also got to her in the mindscape and I really liked her um scene with Eth that she has when she talks about uh, her having to face those insecurities and um her knowing so well what her insecurities are so um not being never being satisfied and always needing validation um so it shows so well just how much her her mom's has had an impact on her and still has an impact on her and i think that that scene shows so well how much liz has grown this season um that she realizes that that as we talked about last episode, last episode was kind of like all in her reactions that we see she's thinking about it, um, about Jones's proposal. And she's thinking about it and then she says no, but she has been, you know, thinking about the possibilities. And then in this episode, she actually goes through the point and is like, yes, I thought about it because this in this part of my brain um, is kind of, bound to go to those places or those what ifs as she says and and then realizing that she has to take a step back and and not go there because there's other stuff that she has to focus on um and that's the people in her life that she has to keep safe and and the people that she loves so i don't know i really like that scene i love them together like non-romantically like that was a really sweet moment i don't know what it is about liz and who uh, she's able to remain friends with people that she's like slept with or had relationships with, but go her. That's amazing. Um, 
I'm going to chalk it up to Heath being in love with Dallas. And that's why he's able to, you know, really be where he is with Liz. But I, it, at the end of the day, I have liked Liz and he's seen since the very beginning. There's always a little bit of levity and always a little bit of understanding um, when it comes to, they have a lot of things in common, like their intelligence, their interest in science, all of that. So I think it was a perfect person for her to talk to. I also, you know, I liked that Heath and Max talked and I liked that they referenced how awkward it is and how this is all really weird. And, you know, it's, I think Liz and Heath's relationship, I don't know that necessarily ever needed to be romantic. I think it could have been a really interesting, like, shot at having, you know, male and female friend friendship that doesn't, you know, revolve around sex. But I'm glad that they were able to get past that very quickly and now seem to have become like actual friends, like confidants. So I mean, I, I'm hopeful that he's going to be around next season too. Well, I think that it's good for Liz to have somebody that she can talk to that gets everything on the science level. You know, she's got like Maria for like the emotional stuff, even though we haven't really seen a whole lot of that lately, but, but Heath understands when she's off there talking about, you know, the science stuff that makes her sound super smart that I don't understand at all. Like, she's got somebody now that that gets that and that she can bounce off of. And I think, I, I hope that Heath sticks around too. Cause I think that it's good for her to have like that, that partner in crime. I mean, she has Kyle, but you know, somebody that gets like the, the, the specifics of what she does, you know, what Kyle does is very different. Not that he doesn't understand it, but it is two very different kinds of, of science. And so I love their uh, scenes. I, and I, and I think Heath understands making hard and or bad decisions for people that you love, right? Like he understands that sort of morally gray area that sometimes it's not that other characters don't understand, but you know, it's, it's especially the, the max of a couple of seasons ago, you know, not really sort of understanding that moral morally gray part of, of who Liz is. I mean, she is a good person, but she has moments where she makes sort of, iffy you know choices and I think that Heath now more than ever gets that maybe they didn't they didn't really know each other that well when they thought they did when they were working together in LA now they really see each other and they see how very similar they are um and I think that's another thing that that Liz really needs okay so if we don't have anything else to add on the deep sky side of stuff we're, we're going to move out of that facility and go to um, Michael and Jones in the bunker. Um, so I've decided to keep most of my frustration on these two episodes for next episode. So episode 13, <laughs> I'll keep them all in there. But um, I did think they could have done so much more in the scope of uh, these two yeah. episodes with the two of them. Yeah. Um, because of what they set it up to be during the season. And so I was a little disappointed, but um, I think there was good stuff. Uh, I think it was so interesting. Like their dynamic could have been so much more because it was so interesting. Um, seeing Michael have to deal with a part of his family that he has not been able to put on a pedestal. Um is, it was so interesting. So important stuff that I think we got out of that scene, um, or scenes, is we got 
kind of an explanation of what happened with Nora and Jones. So they were kind of together. They had Michael and then Nora um, was with the rebels. Um, So all in all, not the most terrible of things. Um, Because we, I know, Amanda, you mentioned multiple times you were worried about, you know, being so much worse well one it was also like so shrouded in mystery and i was like oh we're, we're talking we're getting into like we're talking about dictators and prisoners of war and we're getting into some real like star warsy shit and i was like what's about to happen i'm glad that that was a very vague explanation of nora i think that it deserved a little bit more time than again we, we don't have that much time so you know it is what it is if this is the way they were going to go it worked out fine you know um Wait. Michael's got to, I still think that he, he's, I thought he'd moved past the whole putting Nora up on a pedestal. And, and I, I think that he has, I think him getting angry, you know, and kind of lashing out at Jones about his mother being good was sort of missing the point. Right. But that was what Jones wanted. He wanted to elicit an emotional reaction. So I still hold tight to my Nora's coming back somehow. So and we'll get more information. So we'll see. When Jones, when he said whatever he said about like, I'm going to tell you how you were conceived or whatever he said. Um, I sat there and I'm like, oh, because I'm like, oh, no, this is this is it. This is the moment where we're going to find out that he did what dictators can sometimes do. Um, so I'm thankful that it wasn't that. Uh, hopefully we'll get maybe if. You know, if Amanda's right, and I I hope she is, that Nora comes back in some capacity, I hope we get a little bit more clarification on what happened there. I I love the idea that Nora was on his side initially and then had a change of heart and fought against him. I think think that's really interesting. Uh, And it's, it's always more... It's always more interesting when Nora's not put on this pedestal that Michael put her on. So, I don't know. I hope Nora comes back too. I hope we get some more insight into what, how exactly that dynamic worked and what happened. Um, yeah. I, so the Jones and Michael stuff, I think will always be a little bit disappointing to me because I love their scene in the bunker together, but they set the whole episode up like Jones was going after Alex, right? That he was going to put Michael in this impossible position to have to save Alex, have to sacrifice himself or put himself in danger, do something. And it's the one of the more egregious examples of, a, of it going nowhere because they literally had him put his hands on Michael's and read his mind and see how much he loves Alex and give us that great line of... So you do love someone as much as you love Nora. (laughs) And he's got a toy I want. And then nothing, nothing. And so what could have really been this buildup from the very beginning, like what is even the point of Michael being his son, really? You know what I mean? Like I thought there was going to be a little bit more to that. And so I, they work they worked really well together in that they were pushing each other. Michael was, you know, once he discovered Jones's weakness was sort of attacking him and going after him. They're well matched. It made sense. 
But I think it's just always going to be really frustrating because it was just, it was going to be so good. I was so hyped for 13 because of that. I was like, okay, cool, cool. It's going to be, you know, Jones is going to do all this. And then it didn't go anywhere. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. They set it up to be that Michael was going to be the one to actually have to fight him, which kind of happened, but not really. Like he, he wasn't like a big ass fight. Like it was, it was a sexy fight, but like it wasn't the fight, you know, um, I really like that we finally saw how powerful Michael can be. Yes, that was nice. Yes. Um, I like that they set it up to be, um, that there is something important about in Michael's head or his memories or something that he has to figure out, which I think, I hope we're going to see in season four, like that he has to see, like to find out some stuff about his past or, you know, Nora, the rest of his family, whatever, his tree, I mean, it, whatever. It's got to be because of the way 13 ended. I mean, it's the only right? way that makes it, yeah. what would be the point? And we won't ruin it for Sarah, but it's, it's the only thing that makes sense now because they dropped so much of that in 12 and yeah. 13 that they're, and they have explicitly said it, you're, you're, you all are missing something. Yeah. This isn't all of it. And so I, I think part of that, we're going to find out Michael is sort of integral to figuring out what that piece is. Yeah. Um, the other thing about that fight is, I hope Sanders is okay. I mean, I guess he is because of um, one, would hope one would fucking hope. It was an hour and a half later, an hour and a half later. And I was no like, one making, said anything. I was making gifts and I was just like living my life. Like, okay, that wasn't the best ending, but I'm fine. I'm, Holy shit, is Sanders okay? It was just one of those, like, I realized. I mean, you actually never... think because Michael is fine by the end of 13. Like, he doesn't have, he's not, you know, grieving or anything. Spoilers for Sarah and anyone that hasn't finished watching 13 by now. But um, Michael is fine. Yeah. So you'll have to think that Sanders is fine. Um, but Michael goes to deep sky. Like, no, he, Michael is injured. He falls into his bunker. Um, but before we get to that and how he gets to Deep Sky, because Amanda, you brought it up about mm. what they set up for Malik's with Jones, I want to bring up my notes and what I wrote, what I wrote in all caps by hand on my notes is what's the point of Jones knowing about Malik's and Michael having to get back to Deep Sky if we don't see any of that. Right. And then there's an all caps fuck and four exclamation points. That has to be a deleted scene. That's the only thing that I could think <laughs> of after watching the episode was that there's a deleted scene somewhere of Michael going to Alex, making sure he's okay and getting the Lockhart machine and, and presumably Alex having like, hey, you've been stabbed moment. And I just have to believe that there's a scene missing somewhere because otherwise, what was the point? Well, or it's the most fan servicey thing I've ever seen in my life. And as a fan, I did not, you know, once, once the, once the finale was done, I was like, wait, <laughs> the whole fire, the whole seeing into Michael's brain, the whole bringing up Alex there. I, I mean, I was in shock. I was like, it literally never went anywhere. It did not matter. Alex did not matter to the plot. Of 12 and 13. And oh, so, he didn't emerge to a plot or like... Well, we could, season, but anyway, we could say, we could say we're, more than that. 
We're keeping our frustrations for next episode. We are, we are, we are. We, we don't are, have we time for this today. That's fair. Okay. Plow pass. Anyway. We'll go, we'll go. So um, let's get to how Michael actually gets to Deep Sky. So Maria who's back. Finally, um, they let Maria do something. She yeah. was alone, like most of the episode. Um, yeah. It was a little kind of, I don't know, unsettling that she was alone for most of the episode i understand why because yeah. this if you think about this episode and specific characters frustration um insecurities that's one of her insecurities exactly. right her and her visions her visions not mattering her not being able to actually get enough of the visions that she actually is able to help and save people so that was so cool to see but again, it was frustrating because it's been half the season that we haven't had an answer about this vision. Like, and when she went, not again, I was like, again? When did you ever tell us that the other vision was over? Like, we didn't know. I didn't know. I hadn't figured out. I greatly enjoyed the trope of, you know, it's like a thick trope of Michael asking for the alcohol and she pours it on his wound. And he's like, nope, that was for me. That was for me to drink, not for you to pour on my body. And I really, really, that's like old school comedy that I very much, that was good. I I really, sorry, go ahead, sir. No, 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 keep going. Well, no, I was just, I, this is the by Luca that I loved in season one. Right. And that and this is what I was hoping for and I'm glad that we're here I am so glad that it was Maria that found Michael I they have such good chemistry and scenes together that is not not that they have bad chemistry and romantic scenes because I being a Malik shipper I didn't hate their scenes I just I'm not I, I'd never ship them but they just have good chemistry in general. And this is what I've wanted since they went romantic was to have this kind of like, we're here for each other. We're friends. We banter a little bit. Like, And Maria saving him was exactly what I wanted. Yeah, I totally agree. I love that scene. I love that she was the one to get there. I love that she helped him. I love that she you know, she was like, no, you have to get like medical help. And, you know, like you're bleeding, you have an open wound. And and he was like, no, Maria, I actually have, like, I have to get to deep sky. I have to get there because of Alex. I have to protect Alex. Like all of that was implied. And she was immediately like, yep. Okay. We're going to save you. Listen, I can complain all day about not getting a present tense. I love you. But at least my ship, half of it, is willing to get dirty-ass surgery in a bunker to go save the other, even though there's nothing to save him from, but it's fine. But to get to the other, he was willing to literally have, I don't, whatever gross surgery was going to happen with that, I closed my eyes. I was like, please don't show anything. I don't know. She um, had an office stapler. She used an office uh, stapler on him. He asked her to. I don't it's want to office know. stapler. <laughs> anyway, okay, I, I don't want to know that. Um, and so I very much enjoy that he was willing to do that to himself to get to Alex. You know, it would have been great if there'd been like a purpose to that and like a, you know, having to use his, like the whole, the only thing that I really wanted was him to have to use his like new powers of like being immune to fire to go into after Alex, but whatever, it's fine. But that was a very, you know, if I don't get a present tense, I love you. 
I'll take that. Yeah. Anything else about Maria and or Michael before we get to the last? We are powering scene. through. Powering yeah, through. we don't have time for this. Let's go. So they all get to Deep Sky, including Jones. Michael seems to be completely fine when he gets there. Anyway, absolutely doesn't matter. He got you able, together. That's aren't fine. you able to walk after someone puts a staple into your body in a dirty bunker? Sure. I don't understand. Sure. Yeah. Um, he somehow got the lock. Did he, like in my mind, it was like, did he run through the room where Alex was at, grab the machine, and just run down the stairs? Because, like, why is Alex yeah. not there? Why like, is Alex not just comes in, in and grabs routines? it? Like, just runs in and grabs hey, it. Babe. Okay, babe, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll explain later. You later. I'll explain later. I got surgery. Don't, don't ask. Totally fine. He also got time to change his shirt. I, listen, we, we looked to Roswell, New Mexico for a lot of things. <laughs> Story continuity. No. And, and costume continuity. It's not one of them, all right? Anyway, they all get there somehow. Alex is not in any group, group scene for some reason in any of these two episodes. But anyway. Um, um, is Alex just sitting in the room where the Lockhart machine was just like, hmm, like okay. yeah, I'll just be waiting. I mean, just call me when everything is done. I'm <laughs> like, what um, anyway. in, my, in my head, we're just going to make it. Michael was so worried about Alex that he wouldn't let him leave the room. He like locked him in. It's like, you're not allowed to move. Oh, again? I don't want to come in or out. Again. <laughs> we're it's doing that thing. again. <laughs> just saying. I can't believe you. <laughs> anyway. Hey, hey, hey. Remember, remember last year <laughs> when I locked you in that bedroom without your leg? Like, we're just gonna, we're going to do that again. We're going to do that again. But like, it's because I love you and I don't want you to die. All right, bye. Okay, this. So I want you guys to know that basically none of us has had any sleep at all. <laughs> so this like, is at why. all. I'm loopy as fuck right now. But anyway, so the final scene. Let's see if we can get through this. Um, they're all there, um, and Jones is there. So Liz has finally figured out the the serum to. Um, separate max and jones i guess i think that's what what's happened yeah. yeah yeah okay and she has it and jones gets there so what she what he threatens them with is dropping kyle and eduardo from for some reason because eduardo is there but alex is not anyway and eat out of the window. Oh my God, say their names one more time. Say all three of their names again. All Eduardo three. and Kyle. <laughs> Listen, Eduardo is like, who's the third one? Who's the third one, Mick? <laughs> it's Eve, okay? Stop <laughs> doing this to me. <laughs> anyway, they're all hanging out outside. They're hanging out of the window, poor things. Anyway. <laughs> So Michael can save them or can save them on his own because Jones opens up his wound again. Um, Max is frozen. Isabel sure. is, I have no idea. And so Liz basically is forced to 
give the serum to Jones and inject him with it. Um, and then Jones just drops them anyway. And that's the cliffhanger that we get left on in episode 12, which doesn't really work because we get episode 13 right after. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think clearly you know, that wasn't the original intention yeah, for broadcasting. Like, yeah, you have to think that. You have to think yeah. that because, you know, I was even thinking like watching the two episodes one right after the other is like, is so anticlimactic. <laughs> and which always, it always is for some well, reason for Roswell Ro- finales. Roswell's really weird because it's like most of the action happens in 12. This one actually had more in 13 than I thought yeah. they, than they have in the past. 13, they're the only show that I know that does so much of the like feel good stuff at the end or the sort of couple scenes and all that stuff. So, I mean, the minute that it ended on that, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be really weird. I, I think the, obviously the original intention was to have to wait a week and like actually have questions yeah. about what happened. But the fact that there was even action to be had in episode 13 was pretty remarkable <laughs> for Roswell. Yeah. Um, and my, my last note for this is that Jones was, uh, very sexy while being super evil. Yeah. I Always. think that we should all talk to a therapist and figure things out. <laughs> um, because um, all I can think about is his like little one-liners. I also can't help but think about Max calling him or uh, Michael calling him off the rack Max. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I love Jones and I want yeah. him to be around forever. Oh, just You know just, what we forgot to mention? Is Jones calling Max boring? Yep. I was oh my say god! Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. So the second—that's when I te- I sent you guys a text, and I was like, "He <laughs> just called Max boring." I'm, I i can not believe it. Then I was—they <laughs> haven't watched this. Like they're—I'm spoiling something for them, but it's a good spoiler. Which again, true. He's not like, wrong. I mean, fair. It's just like last episode and being like it seems a little tense in here <gasps> like he just had those one-liners i was so like, i love context. him it's so love funny him. i kind of i i really enjoy the self-aware i feel like nathan almost gets that max is boring yeah like like i just feel like the way he delivered that line i was like oh he he sees it he yeah. knows how good this line is. That sort of, but, meta. but at I think this that, point we really have to wonder: is this like the direction that they actually have him play him as? Like, is this on purpose? I because he's been so good as Jones. I just, oh, I have so much to say about Jones in thirteen. I'm so excited, but I will say that it's the way that the Jones character, I mean, just, I didn't realize how from the moment he's been introduced that he's been needling at their insecurities. And it really is Mm -hmm. subtle. You really don't notice it until you get to hear and the things that he says in this episode and the, in the next, I mean, he it's, he's, that's why he's such a good villain, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's why the problem with the villains in the past has been that um, Noah was really only specifically a villain I mean, for lots of people, but really it was like Isabel. That was, that was her villain. And then Jesse was really kind of only a villain for Alex and Michael that, that specifically, but Jones is a villain that affects everyone. He got, he gets everyone. He knows what to say or do to affect everyone. 
And I think that's why he's been so effective all season. Yeah. And if you think about it, like from, you know, I remember when we were talking about the first few episodes being like, is he saying, is he telling the truth? Is he lying? Is he like doing a, a mix of both? And that's what he's doing. Like he's using a mix of what he knows about people lying um, and the truth of, of what happened and knowing that they want to know, they each want to know more about that because they each care about, you know, the, the aliens care about the, the, their home planet and their family and their, you know, their parents. And Liz cares about the science so much and figuring out and helping the aliens. Um, so he's like, he's such a clever villain as well. So it was, it was so cool to see. I'm gonna, you know, spoiler for episode 13. I'm gonna miss him. Sarah, we're just going to tell you this before we leave the episode. I, we all got what we wanted out of Jones for 13. We manifested okay. it. It's beautiful. It's what I waited for ever from the moment the Howdy partner first came into our lives. We got the tropey thing that we wanted. Awesome. Can't wait. It's going to be hope, my lunch break today. Yeah. I hope I'm, I'm getting what you're saying. But I think yes. I do. Yes. Um, so before we, um, before we finish this episode, go with favorite thing, Sarah. Um, this was such a good episode. I cannot choose. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the My Luca scene. I really liked that. Uh, I guess I'm going <laughs> to go with, I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to go with Michael and Jones, even though I, as I just said in the episode that it left me wanting in some ways. And I thought it was a little bit disappointing. I think that, you know, Michael's line about what are you going to do? Ground me. Like I, you know, those are the things, those are the kind of things that I've been wanting and I would like more of them, but Oh, well, but they, it, it really gave an insight into Michael's insecurities and how well how much he's changed over time to be able to confront his father and not just completely lose his mind to be able to keep his cool no matter what happened and really use his own powers against Jones like that was a really that was a very effective scenes yeah um I'd have to say for a similar reason um the Liz and Eve scene that I've talked about about Liz and her stop we love you so much it's so cute i'm not gonna it's say the, his name ever again liz and the other scientists who should not be named <laughs> and liz's insecurities I, i really love that scene because similarly to michael it really shows how much she's grown and um, really confronted her insecurities or at least has become aware of of them and and she seems to be working on them so I really like that anything else that okay so that was our episode 12 recap we'll be back next week with the finale episode 13 um, as I mentioned we're probably I will probably be airing my frustrations in episode 13. Um, 
But anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. You can always catch us on Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter at Queerly and Blast. Drop us your, drop your comments, message us. We'd love to hear from you guys. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye.